Well, good morning, everybody. Um, it is Wednesday. I think it's the 23rd, because I'm really uh, bad at not having a calendar in front of me when I start talking. I just wanted to say uh, Merry Christmas to all my listeners and uh, folks that have stuck by me on my podcast journey and then uh, getting into videos and stuff like that, which are also podcasts. I just record them in video now. So we got uh, a new year coming up, and I just thought I'd take a minute to tell everyone, you know, Merry Christmas and uh, and uh, Happy New Year. I spoke with uh, John Jeffers the other day from Contra Radio Network. And uh, he was saying my podcast uh, got the most downloads for a podcast episode in the history of CRN, which was quite awesome for him to tell me that. And uh, him and I are on the same page when it comes to some of this political stuff that's going on. And, uh, you know, it kind of makes you wonder... What's happening to America? John is retired law enforcement. He was a sheriff. And uh, it, it just, you know, I asked him years ago, I go, does this, this violence that's happening in some of these cities normal or is it, you know, leveled up? And he seemed to think it leveled up quite a bit from when he was, you know, on the beat. So we have perilous times ahead, and we, we talk about it as preppers all the time, and as survivalists, and patriots, and what can we do about it, and, and uh, I've talked to John and Don Lowry um, quite a few times on, you know, this situation we, we see ourselves in, and since we have a new year coming, um, and it's the time where we make resolutions. I think our resolution as patriots should be, you know, not so much, you know, silly things that we come up with every New Year's that we never do, like quit smoking and quit drinking or lose weight or gain weight or get in shape or whatever. You know, just those are the standard things that we should always be thinking of trying to do to better ourselves as human beings. And if fourth, you know, if a, not fourth of July, if uh, a new year helps you, inspire you to, to write down a goal, then eh, fine, go for it. But I think America is in, in a very perilous situation right now. And, and many people don't seem to notice it. And I, I mean that on the Republican Party side of the, the aisle. You know, and, and we can take it all the way up to the Senate and, the, and the Congress you know, at that level, to where these guys just think everything's just, you know, like almost like a sporting event. And there's always next season. You know, the election is like, you know, the new season of the Super Bowl season or whatever. And then, you know, you win or lose. You know, it's no big deal. You know, the ratings were high. Everybody was hating on Trump. So everyone made a lot of money with the ratings and got a lot of hay out of it by saying, you know, Trump bad, Trump good. But uh, I think, and I could be totally wrong, that this is not just your average political season. I think they, they, 
they have been playing for blood while we've always just been playing, you know, for shits and giggles in the Republican Party. You know, it's, it's kind of a game to the Republicans. And it, it's a blood sport to the, to the Democrats. And uh, so we're all running around, you know, playing f- tag football. And, and they're playing tackle. You know, this is for keeps for them. And the Democrats have always been that way, and, and, and we should see it that way. You know, to them, it's power and control. And that's just their platform and the way they are. They want to, you know, tax and spend. And, you know, the more money they can get together, the more programs they can create. And, and whether the programs are good or bad or, is really irrelevant when it comes to a constitutional republic. You know, you don't take my money, like this stimulus package, and give it to other people. Congress is in violation of their constitutional oath. They can't take money from the citizens and redistribute it to the hungry or the needy or the freezing. And there's, you know, Chris Ann Hall did a a live video the other day talking about that and how, you know, Congress wanted or one of the states wanted some money to to buy wood so the the people of another state didn't didn't you know freeze to death and and whoever was the speaker of the house or whatever this deal was back in the 1800s said well you know I'll get the 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 marshal at arms or whoever it is that, that you know the law enforcement in the congress there to go around and take the money from each of the the representatives that want to do this and then you can buy all the wood you want for the, the, the freezing. But you cannot misappropriate funds in that manner. You just can't tax people to give it to someone else you think is needy. And this has been the Democratic playbook for, for years. You know, talk about poor, starving people and get a lot of sympathy and then take my money and your money and everyone else's money and then redistribute it to the poor and the needy and if you take enough pennies and dimes from everyone it doesn't hurt as bad you know it's it's 10 cents here and 50 cents there you know it's not like it's going to bankrupt you god you cold-hearted capitalist pig but eventually these programs become more and more and they need more and more funding and then the bills become the funding bill for Planned Parenthood, which I, I don't want to pay for. But they're like, well, we cut that by 2%. No, you, you cut the 100% increase you were going to give them by 2 or 5 or 10%. So you're still giving them an increase of 90%. And these are the games that are played in Washington. And both sides do it. Don't get me wrong. You know, there's a, there's a lot of money in getting the American people to feel sorry for another group of people. But it's division, it's wrong, and it's not Congress's duty to do that. So Democrats have have made it clear throughout the years that their their platform, their playbook is is that way. You know, we are going to get so many people feeling sorry for these other people that we're going to tax you in the name of the good and then redistribute it to the to the needy and, and so republicans on the other hand aren't as open about 
you know, just taking all your money and giving it to another cause. You know, they were always more free market. Let the market handle that. And that was the only fundamental difference between the two parties is, you know, Republicans don't want people starving to death and dying in the streets for lack of health care, and neither do the Democrats. And a long time ago, the Democrats said, well, we're going we're gonna, to um, buy them a fish, basically. And the Republicans were like, well, we'll, we'll teach them to fish. And, and the difference from one or the other was, you know, pennies. So it didn't really matter who was in charge, whether they were buying the poor fish or teaching them to fish back, you know, 50, 60, 80 years ago. It's like, oh, well, you know, okay, no big deal. But over the years, it's become so oppressive that it starts to become glaring why Congress is not supposed to tax and redistribute wealth, whether you're buying them a fish or, or creating a program to teach them to fish. It's not Congress's business. Free enterprise can do that. Go, hey, there's a lot of people that need to learn to fish. Shit, if I start a school and I kind of subsidize it with my money, like the Rockefellers did and you know, back then, the, the rich, rich that weren't paying income tax back then because there wasn't any, they would start a school of fishing and get them jobs. And somehow they would, they would either do it philanthropy you know, through their philanthropy and, and, and good nature and altruism. Or they would do it to where if they taught enough people to fish, these people were making money and then they might send other people to your school to fish and learn to fish. And then you create an industry and you have a school that's being funded by a rich person. And over time, the industry starts paying for these people to go to school. And it, it, if at worst, it breaks even over 50 years. So, you know, they... And then the Republicans went, well, you know, uh, we taught all these people to fish and they're doing such a good job that we want to create a program to buy them a boat. And the Democrats were like, well, hell, if they're doing so good, let's give them a boat. Well, once again, it's reallocation, you know, and it's, it's taxing, you know, and redistribution of wealth. So, you know, you might think, well, a program to buy a boat, that's, that's, that's more noble than just giving them a boat like welfare. No, there's really not a difference whether you give them a fish or teach them to fish when you're a government that has no money. The only money that the government can accumulate in a year's time is through taxation and permits and, and, and tariffs and that, you know. And so if they tax you and then they create a program like student loans, then you'd think, well, that's a good thing. They're paying it back. But no, it becomes the taxpayer is on the hook for this if they don't pay it back. And now we see that there's, you know, trillions of dollars that are just laying out there now of college debt that because they created a program that seemed all good in the beginning and all warm and fuzzy has now become a cash cow for colleges and universities so they're like well shit you can come to my school there's grants and there's this and there's student loans and we'll walk you right through the whole process and we'll get your dumb ass setting in a seat there whether it's an art class or a social justice class or a law class or a doctor class and so because it was unchecked and it seemed like such a sweet noble idea that you know, everybody just went along with it, and now it's billions of dollars 
these colleges. So we, the American people, have allowed ourselves to be manipulated by these parties. And like I say, the Democrat Party has always had a different agenda for what they wanted to do. You know, they were the ones that did slavery and fought against, you know, um, civil rights and everything. You know, they were the ones that started the KKK for control. Where the, the Republicans were all dumbasses too, but they were just too stupid to figure out that they were being played. Well, now we look at another a year coming up, 2021, and this election that has been so fraudulently run because of the Democrats in the Democrat-run states that we could lose fair and free elections because of this scamdemic and mask and not being able to go to the polls and vote. You can go to Walmart, don't worry about that, and you can go to Home Depot and these big box stores and, and do it, but you can't vote. I say build the voting polls at, at Home Depot. Bucket. They got lumber and stuff. They could build all those boxes six feet apart where we all go vote. So no, they didn't want that. They wanted vote by mail, which was inherently fraudulent throughout history, except before we had other ways of doing it, you know. And so it, it got out of hand. I mean, it was Pandora's box and it was open to crack and Pandora slipped out and now we have corrupt elections. We have more corrupt elections than we ever had before. And most of the time, the corruption was with mail-in ballots anyway. You know, it's hard to drag a corpse to the polling thing, show ID, and get your dead great-great-grandfather to vote Republican or Democrat. I'm just going to pass it on to both parties for being corrupt. So it, it, there had to be a way to get dead people to vote, and that was through mail-in balloting and all that. So it's been going on for 40, 50 years, you know, corruption. And now this was just the, the cream on the top. This was the cherry on the top. Mail-in ballots because we got a pandemic. And then we'll use machines to, to tabulate because we're too fucking stupid to do math, you know. We got thousands of volunteer poll workers but for some reason, we can't count. So we're going to use a, a machine. Don't look who made it. Don't look how it's tabulated. And then if anyone, by golly, questions the algorithm that does math like a fucking calculator, well, you're racist. So here we sat on the precipice of losing our free and fair election. If Joe Biden, a man who could not muster that many votes every other time he ran, now, all of a sudden, magically sets in his basement and rakes in more votes than Obama got. It, there, there's, there's cause to be concerned. You know, it's just, it's beyond re-fucking-diculous that that happened. So now, to, for the Republicans in the Senate and the House to sit there and go, well, you know, better luck next time, constituents. They're too dumb to realize there will not be a fucking next time. Sure, there might be a billion mailing out ballots filled in by dead people again, and we'll call it a vote, but you know who's going to win, just like Joe Biden won this time to defy 
all odds. The team didn't even show up on the field, and yet they won the Super Bowl by a higher point score and spread than any team in history. And they weren't even there. You believe that? That's what they're selling us right now as Americans. And so, you know, where, where do you start? I mean, states are like, you know, in Arizona where I live, they're, they're trying to get the, you know, this audit of these Dominion machines and, and all this stuff that they're wrangling in court about. And the, and the courts are going, oh, no, you can't do that. When really 20,000 Americans that are pissed should just show up and go, we're going to audit this. We're going to do it our way because we are the people that put you in charge. We gave you the authority to count the votes and you, you fucked it up. And maybe you didn't. But this is our authority we gave to you. And I think we're smart enough to get together some people and actually count the votes the right way and check the signature verification the right way. And then they go, well, you can't do that. It's like, no, actually, we can. And the only reason you were allowed to was because we, these pissed off people, gave you the authority to do it. Well, that's not going to happen, see, because we're fucking wishy-washy Americans and we just really don't understand the responsibility of being ever vigilant and... And letting the government get out of control. And that's, that's what we've done. So what do we do now? Well, uh, I, I don't really know. You know. And John, you know, Jeffers, the Jeffers brief has made some comments and he's had some suggestions because he was in law enforcement and he knows how we could do it from one angle like law enforcement and maybe even just having good sheriffs. But, you know, that's so hard to find nowadays because they're all screwed and stupid. You know, and then we have people taking their oath that the oath keepers think that they're in charge and they know what they're doing, but they took an, a, a rewritten oath. You know, it's not the oath that, you know, sheriffs took a hundred years ago or the constables. You know, the oath is, is sacred and it goes back six, seven hundred years. How it was supposed to be administered in the words that were supposed to be used. So now West Point and all these guys are given new oaths. Well, you know, uphold the Constitution as written in crayon by the commander-in-chief. That is not the commander-in-chief, but we think he is. So help you God. I do. Okay, good. Now go fuck things up even more. So in part two of my video, I, I kind of lay out a way to where we can maybe use the, the, the legal system to fight fire with fire. But that's only for getting the mask mandates and the shutdowns kind of maybe stopped completely because there is no fucking pandemic. I mean, yeah, people are getting sick and they're dying. Just like, you know, people get sick from Valley Fever in the state of Arizona and die. People get tuberculosis worldwide and die every year, every day more than COVID. So I'm not saying that, you know, COVID-19 is not real. I'm just saying that you don't need to freak the fuck out about it any more than getting hit by lightning. Do people get hit by lightning? Sure they do. Do they fucking die? Yes, they do. Are you going to freak out every time it rains and close down the economy? Well, tell that to Portland because it rains a lot there. So we, the people, need to, to get some skin in the game. And I, and I, and I think I... I I want to talk to Jeffers a couple more times on this because I think, you know, between, you know, 
us at CRN, you know, there's me and there's John Jefferson, Don Lowry, and, you know, there, there's quite a few underlying people there. There's, you know, uh, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher are prepping 2.0. I, I would think that we can think of how to do this. But I, I don't know. You know, it's out there. You know, it's still, there, these social media things are still open. You know, it, there's, there's comments that are still open on my YouTube channel. That if people want to go, why don't we do this? Or why don't we do that? Or, hey, Mark, I tagged you in a video. Why don't we try this? You know, but I, I guess everyone wants to remain silent, you know, while the bad guy is in your house rummaging through your cabinets, stealing all your fucking shit, but you're too afraid to stand up and go, hey, put that down. And, and what? The bad guy's going to go, or what? It's like, or I'm going to empty this shotgun in your face. But see, we're afraid to do that. Why? Well, because in most states, if you empty a shotgun in the face of a criminal that's threatening your family and your livelihood and stealing your shit, you go to jail. So I understand the lack or the hesitation to stand. Because you're just going to end up in jail, just like Rittenhouse did. And, you know, might get off, might not. Right now, he's still sitting in fucking jail. So, that's got to be fun for him during the holidays. So, I say no. You know, we can't stand the normal way unless we have law enforcement on our back. And they refuse to stand for righteousness, for American. You know, they will cower to the mayor. Who will threaten them and tell them if you don't stand down and let them riot and burn this fucking city to the ground, which you are sworn to protect, uh, you will be fired and you will lose your pension. Well, you know, maybe, I don't know, 200 and some years ago, a bunch of guys got together and said, we swear our lives, our fortune, and our sacred honor to these principles. Their fortune meaning their their fucking pension. So people will go into the military and go sent to some shithole in the middle of bumpfuck Egypt nowhere and lose their life for America. But God forbid somebody lose their pension. You know, so no one's standing. The sheriffs could do it, but see, we've been so dumbed down that we elect the stupidest fucking sheriffs that we can find there's very few constitutional sheriffs and if you don't believe me you know just contact sheriff mack of the constitutional sheriffs and police keepers association or cspoa you know and find out dot org by the way if you want to look it up you know that there, there's good sheriffs out there but you look at my my sheriff you know in well not mine but in in maricopa county I used to live there, so he was my sheriff at one time. Joe Arpaio. You know, he did what the people told him to do. He did what he was elected to do. He created posses. He put people in jail. Put them in tent cities and made them wear pink jumpsuits. Just not to torment them or embarrass them, but to keep them in line. It's hard to be a tough guy when you're wearing pink. You just want to get the hell out of there and get back to living. So you do your time and bug out you know 
He got sued so many times, he finally just quit. He, did, he quit running. And who sued him? Well, was it the prisoners getting out after being in Tent City for 10 days for drinking and driving? They were thankful for the fact that they were treated with respect and they weren't allowed to be beaten or gang raped in his Tent City while they were doing their time. They were thankful. No, the ACLU and a bunch of liberal, crying, whiny-ass Democrat lawyers sued him every time he turned around. And finally, he just, you know, he won most of them. But after a while, it's just, you know, you're trying to be a sheriff. And you, and you need to have a law degree on how to fight this shit. And you need a team of lawyers. Well, he just got tired of it. He's like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with this. I mean, you know, morale can kill the best army. And his morale just got beaten down. So who, who wants the job? Who's going to stand there and go, I will, you know, stand in the breach and go, I'll do it next. No, nobody in their right fucking mind. You know, so the only way politics becomes pleasing to look at and to think about is if you become a Democrat to where you cheat and lie and steal and you walk into being a senator and in 12, 13, 20 years, you come out a multimillionaire. You know, I've been doing floor covering since I was 16. I have never had the opportunity to become a multimillionaire after 40 plus years. But these senators, they walk in and they lie and they cheat and they steal and they become rich. They become rich by doing their job or by, you know, play to pay, rent seeking, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, most good Republicans barely hold on one or two terms and then they're, they're just like out. Because you can't unscramble this egg. You can't fix this fucking rotten barrel of apples. You just have to dump it out. Well, the American people are not going to allow you to dump it out. <clears throat> because they're either A, in on the fix, B, too stupid to realize that their party are the biggest problem in that barrel of rotten apples. Or C, they just don't want to, no, you know, we can't do that. That's extreme, Mark. Why would you do that? Why would you, why would you fire everyone, vote for anybody but the incumbent, and just put in a bunch of people that have never, ever stepped foot in Washington? Why would you do that? That's suicide. Well, because it would work. But, whatever. So, it's not going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen. So the Republicans have to step up and be as good at giving away free shit by stealing money from the, the hardworking people or just be marginalized, handed their hat and shoved out the door. Well, that's what's happened. Trump got in there and he said, I'm going to, I'm going to, maybe I'm not going to empty the barrel, but I'm going to start throwing a bunch of shit out of here. And he just didn't play the game like you see in the movie House of Cards or the show. You know, it's games going on. Games, games, games. People stabbing each other in the back that you didn't even know worked for you or near you. But they take a picture. They sell it to a congressman. This congressman gives it to a senator for a favor. Turns around, does a favor for the president. Now the president has this picture. It just goes on and around. It's just like a little cabal or a whirlwind of 
of sick, twisted nepotism and, and evil. And so Trump tried, and look what they have done. <clears throat> like I said in my podcast, we broke it, silly monkeys. We are no smarter than a tree full of monkeys throwing shit at somebody down on the ground because we don't realize that they have a gun. That, that's, we're monkeys. And so now with mail-in voting, we have lost fair and free elections. And to the Republicans out there in the House and the Senate, if you think there's going to be a next time, you're a fucking idiot. You're a moron, an imbecile. To think that there will be a next time that will allow you to step foot in the halls, the hollowed halls of Congress and the Senate. Oh, you are going to be handed your hat and never, ever step foot in there again, ever. And, and, and if you don't believe me, just watch what happens after Biden takes office and starts just bucking everything up. If the, if, the, if the representatives and the Senate don't step up and fight this and get electors that put Trump in because everyone knows he won. I mean, the other team didn't even show up on the field. They didn't get more points than the last year's Super Bowl winners. Then you're, 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 you're crazy. So if they don't step up, it's over, Johnny. It's over. And then in the next two years, they will continue to push their agenda about how great they are and how stupid Republicans are and how fucking dumb Americans are and how we need to have our hand held. And then in the next election, the Democrats will take control of the House and the Senate completely. I mean, you, you might as well just don't even be a Republican. You just might as well start a new party completely because Republicans will be erased from the lexicon of American politics if we allow this to stand. And, and it appears that the, that the House Republicans and Senate Republicans are just going to sit there and go, well, you know, you, you won that one. That was great. See you on the field next year. And meanwhile, the Democrats are shaking their hand and going, yeah, well, you know, we got lucky. Next time, you guys might get lucky. And then in the back room, they're just sitting there going, these dumb motherfuckers, they're never even going to see the field of battle ever again. They are dead and don't even know it. They're dead men and women walking as a political party. So we need to do something. I don't know what. Because I, I'm just, I'm a carpet lawyer. You know, I believe in America where we used to just elect representatives every two years and then those representatives picked senators to represent us in Washington. And then they got together and the same representatives picked the electors that picked the president. And that was it. All I had to do is pay attention to my representative and vote every two years. That was it. That's the America I would like. But you're never going to see it. You know why? Because there's no fucking money in it. There's no RNC, there's no DNC, there's no primaries, there's no dog and pony show of the conventions that just rake in a good two years of just massive profits for the media companies. Well, I could go on and on all day about the corruption in politics and advertising and, 
and how there's just so much money to be made in having these primaries and these conventions and stuff. But the reality is I'm going to take a break and then we'll get right back uh, to part two, which is my plan that I think might help at least for some of the shutdowns and all that. Let's talk about tea. Not just any tea, getthetea.com. They have all kinds of cool stuff. They have cleansing teas, they have stuff for eye health, stuff from the sea, immune support, stamina and energy, food and protein, and just all kinds of cool stuff. Log on to the website at www.getthetea.com. Log on now. So what I was thinking about was uh, the other day I was trying to help someone get their head around these... uh, shutdowns that are happening in New York and L.A. Everything. And I was like, well, you know, the the restaurant owners need to coalesce together and kind of fight on a unified front. And uh, I think I talked about that a little bit in the end of my last podcast. But, you know, if we don't start unifying, then, you know, government will continue to play whack-a-mole with us, which seems to be their M.O. all the time. So I was thinking, well, being unified is one thing, but then actually knowing what the fuck to do is another. And so I kind of have a plan. It's, you know, one of my crazy-ass plans, so whatever. But think about it this way. And maybe for you that don't know somebody in city government, um, or maybe you do and you've discussed things with them, you find out really quick that I don't know why we elect a city council and a mayor. When every time you ask them about why they're doing something or not doing something, they will tell you that it's because the city lawyer advised against it. The city insurance company doesn't want to pay the claim if you lose in court. And I've told uh, folks that I know in city council that it's like, why do I elect these people when my city is run by unelected bureaucrats like lawyers and insurance companies and other bureaucrats that are always there trying to protect the city from another lawsuit. And it's a good question to ask yourself if uh, you live in one of these bigger cities like L.A. or New York to where, you know, you're thinking, well, what can I do? You know, I just have my little stupid restaurant. You know, it's me and three or four employees and, you know, some wait staff and some help and that's it we're not big and then some of the bigger restaurants that are you know chains that are you know the big boys they're not too concerned about it because they can weather this storm you know some of them could close and and take a hit for a year and still come back bigger and better than ever because they got the you know the ppe and they have tax accountants and lawyers that are Helping to get squeeze every benefit out of this stupid fucking stimulus package that they can find. But you, like me, even a small-time guy, if 
they were shutting down my business, I, I don't have much I can do. I don't even have a, an office manager that's smart enough to, to tell me what to do. It's just me and my wife, and we're reactionary like everyone else. Like, this is fucked. What are we going to do? But if you think about it, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll explain this in a different way. I, you know, keep in mind that we're talking about city lawyers and city's fear of, of litigation. And then I, I had a, a business acquaintance that I'd done some work for, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. And when I was done with the job, he goes, well, I can't pay you. And I was like, why not, dude? Are you broke? Uh, you need some time? I'm not in a big hurry to get paid on this job. You know, it's like $1,400, $1,500. I, need, I needed the money, but, you know, if he was hurting, uh, you know, I'll work with him. He goes, I'm just not going to pay you. Not that I, you know, I can't afford to or, you know, my mom died of cancer or anything. I'm just not going to fucking pay you. I was like, oh, well, then I'll, I'll, I'll have to sue you. And he just laughed and he goes, well, I'll just I'll go to court and say you did a bad job. You know, and, and that becomes very hard to fight. You know, like he said, she said, you know, the customer thinks you were an ass. And I'm not going to pay you because they're not going to pay me because you did a bad carpet seam or something like that. See, it becomes very abstract. So I just looked at him and I, I go, well, here's what's going to happen. I go, you were uh, an LLC. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I go, so you're not privately owned as a business. You're a corporation, technically. He's like, yeah, I guess that's a corporation. I go, no, it's LLC, Limited Liability Corporation. He's like, right. And I go, so you can't go to court without a lawyer. And he's like, right. And I go, so when I sue you for sexual harassment or, you know, hitting me or threatening me I go I can file those charges tomorrow for 35 bucks and then you will get a corporate attorney to have to answer that and say that my client couldn't have hit him because they weren't in the same place at the same time I go just that one answer to the, the complaint is five to seven hundred dollars for a corporate attorney <clears throat> and I go and then if I sue you again for threats and intimidation after you hit me, that's a whole nother case. And therefore, it becomes a, another thing that your lawyer has to do. So I said, within maybe $100 of me filing five or six things against you, you've racked up three, $4,000 in legal fees. Or you can just fucking pay me. And he goes, well, I don't, I don't believe you. It's not that way. So I said, well, you know, here's a number of a very good corporate attorney I know. Why don't you just call him and ask him? Or you can call your own if you're smart enough to have one. So I think it was the next day he called me and he goes, come and get your check, you dick. And so I went in and I picked up my check and he goes, you're really an asshole. And I go, well, you're the one that wasn't going to pay me for no reason other than you weren't going to pay me. I said, if you'd have told me you didn't have the money and you needed a week or a month, I would have, I would have worked with you. But you just kind of flipped me off and said, go pound sand. So 
I go, I didn't sue you. I saved you thousands of dollars. And in turn, you ended up learning something, you dumbass. So go fuck yourself and don't ever call me again. So the, the, the moral of the story is that because he was a corporation, he couldn't fight the same on the same battlefield as I could fight. Because, see, I knew my enemy. He immediately became my enemy. And I knew he was incorporated, and I know the law. And I knew he just fucked himself. So carry that into the other debate that we're having now, or the discussion, that you're a small restaurant in California. You should be part of some kind of restaurant association or some silly-ass nonsense. Well, what, what does that mean? Maybe you have 50, 100 restaurants in your little group. What if every one of them filed a, a complaint against the city? Not about COVID. Not about it being unconstitutional. Because, see, that's abstract. It becomes legalese. It becomes a big, stupid-ass pissing match. But if you just sit, sue the city for, I don't know, a health inspector for the county came in and he, he grabbed your wife's ass. Said, you know, you can pass this inspection if you just have sex with me. That's pretty heinous, right? Doesn't matter if it's true or not. First of all, this, the county inspector's going to get fired the minute you file those charges against the, the county. But you've, you've, you've fired a, a warning shot, see? And, and if, if 100 restaurants do that, I don't know, let's just say uh, January 15th, pick a day, pick a week, and start filing charges. If you're a, a small business owner, you don't even have to be suing for your business because if your business is incorporated then you run into the same legal issue but if you file a charge against the city inspector mano e mano he came into my restaurant and had nothing to do with the restaurant he threatened me because of something I was doing at my house well, then you don't need an attorney he does and the city might defend him or might not. If you sue him because the city and he works for the city, then the city has to get involved. So what I'm saying is I can't lay out every lawsuit that should be laid out for you. But I think if we fight fire with fire and their fire is bullshit, unconstitutional health codes, whatever they're fucking saying, it's a can, it's can, uh, scandemic. We need to protect you from safety. and Blah, blah, blah. Well, it's all legal. You open up, police are going to shut you down. You're going to lose your liquor license. So how do you fight fire with fire? Sue the fuck out of them for every stupid little thing. I mean, if you own a bar, let's say you own a bar or a, or a restaurant with a bar and a liquor license. You know so many rules and laws just by staying open. So the, the guy from the inspector, the liquor license inspector from the state, he came into your bar and he got drunk and he hit on your waitress. 
And he said if, if I did anything about it, um, he'd take my license. Oh, threats and intimidation. He had no right to do that. Now, you might like the guy, you know, all in all and go, oh, gee, I don't want to sue him because he's a nice guy. You know what? Nice guys finish last. And if you take that attitude, they're going to shut you down and you're going to be bankrupt. That's just another way in which you can sue an individual. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of you smarter than I. You don't even need to call your attorney and go, hey, uh, what if we did this? Because your attorney's going to go, ah, that's, you know, that's kind of petty. Yeah, that's the whole fucking point. Being so petty that it's death by a thousand cuts. Legal paper cuts. Legal document cuts. Sue the, the health inspector, the city inspector, the, the city councilman that hit on your granddaughter. Whatever it is, it never will go to court. Because you can sit there and... and, and Goes the case, go. No, no, no. He called me and, and it wasn't him, and I dropped the charges. See, so it never has to go to court. It just has to go across the city's uh, lawyer's desk to go, what the fuck's happening here? We got 500 lawsuits today, and yesterday we got 250 lawsuits, and these are all frivolous, petty lawsuits that we must defend against, or if we don't show up and at least answer, we lose by default, and it could cost us hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, if you're a big city, it could cost fucking billions in legal fees and lawsuits. I mean, because if they don't answer that, and you're claiming <clears throat> that the city official, Gavin Newsom, fucking Homo Cuomo, hit on you and he doesn't go to court then you win and he owes you whatever the charges would say you know you want you want money you want damages you want what have you done for me lately fucking Cuomo nothing so it's guerrilla warfare it's not nice if you call your lawyer he's going to go that's not nice I don't think we should do that. He doesn't understand because he's in business to make money, seven, $800 an hour sometimes. He doesn't want you doing that without him making some money on it. If you file charges against the city that are bullshit frivolous and it gets the city's attention and then just about by the time they're going to set a court date, you say we worked it out and then you're your brother files another one, same one even if you want. You know, that was part of you working it out. Realized it wasn't you, it was your brother. Oh, now your brother sues. And then your sister, and then your kid. It just goes on and on and on. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous that we have to think this way. But we do. I'm going to take you through here because I've been through here. I've, I've taken pictures of this um, place before, but uh, I'm going to do it again. Only because it's cool. Now, if, if, you, if you look at the building this lady, I think, is taking a picture of. 
to the left. That thing is made out of solid fucking steel. Those are I-beams for support. I should have taken a picture of it, but I didn't the other day when we were here. This place is so great. And when I was working and making more money than I had since, back in the 80s, this town was a ghost town. So was Bisbee, for that matter. There were a handful of hippies that lived here, mostly squatting, probably. I could have bought this whole little town called Lowell, probably for $10,000. Could have been the mayor of it. But I didn't because I'm a dumbass. So whatever. Then I would have got sued. <laughs> so that's all I can give any of you business owners and, and rebels and patriots for advice this Christmas and New Year's as a gift. Learn to fight. Learn to get in the swamp if you have to, and how to get them alligators off of your doorstep. And yeah, it might be illegal to drop out uh, dynamite into the swamp, but you know what? This isn't a fair fight. They got sustainability, teams of lawyers, and the law on their side because they wrote the law. Gavin Newsom doesn't care about you or your silly fucking restaurant, or your dumbass bar, or your fucking little gym. They don't care. And as long as you're whining to them and talking to them about legal issues, they will blow you off and wipe you off their feet like a turd because they have lawyers. Lots and lots of city tax dollar paid lawyers, which you pay for. But, like the little termites that really can't kick your ass. They don't drive a wrecking ball and they can't tear your house down. They can just eat it out from under you. And that's what we need to do. We need to become bucking assholes. Guerrilla warfare. You have to hit and run. Sue and drop the case and do it again and again. And you know what? If you got a good enough uh, bitch, because maybe the guy did look at your wife sideways or threaten your husband, sue him. Take him to court. Shit. They're going to lose because they don't have enough money to fight all these other lawsuits. You might end up walking away with two, $300,000. Beat stimulus. I can't tell you what to do, and I can't give legal advice because, oh, God forbid, I'm not a fucking lawyer. But I can't give medical advice either, and I'm not a fucking doctor. But I know a thing or two because I'm 67 years old, and I've lived a long time, and I've done a thing or two. So we need to learn to fight. We need to be scrappy. Like that kid from Scranton. Old Joe. Got to be scrappy. Dumb motherfucker. You need, we, need, we need to do that. We need to get our street fight back on. We've become too soft and squishy. All these fucking liberals and pacifists. Like, oh, don't fight. 
make love, not war. And now we've ended up a life and lifestyle full of lawyers and legal maneuvering. And then when people get harassed, like I'm being harassed about building without a permit, most people just roll over and reach behind them with a K, tube of KY and go, here, could you at least use this and it doesn't hurt so bad? I think it's pathetic. That's why I'm fighting. And a lot of people in my city fight. And now that, you know, we've fought longer and harder, we got five or six people on the city council now that aren't just total fucking morons, that we have a chance to rewrite our city code since it was voided by a judge because they had done it wrong by not having public hearings and stuff on it. It was that simple. They just didn't have public hearings. And for years, people bitched about it. Finally, someone fought for a completely different reason, but he fought. And the judge looked around and said, you know what? You guys don't even have code. What are you talking about? He ended up winning almost a million dollars in that fight. Most of it went to legal fees, but he still ended up, you know, winning and having some money left over after he paid his legal fees and stuff. So all I can tell you is we're, we're coming closer to the end. And, and with this election fraud, I don't know about you, but it scares the shit out of me. Not that Joe Biden would be the president, because, I mean, you know, he was, we had Obama. I mean, you know, two inept, stupid people that can't critically think their way out of a wet paper bag. It didn't destroy the nation. No, it's, it's the corruption and the way they're playing at this time that might give them control of the White House, the House of Representatives, and the Senate. That alone might not be the nail that sealed the coffin. But the fact that they were able to manipulate the, the voting system in America, that they were allowed or they had enough support from who we thought were patriots and, and conservatives, the Republicans, to, to roll over and, you know, take it up to ta- ask for the team. You know, ah, you know, it's just a game. Good old boys club. Yeah, we'll get you next time. Meanwhile, the Democrats are sitting back there laughing, thinking there will be no next time, you dumb son of a bitch. For sale. I might have to stop and ask that guy, what the hell? So, anyway, you know, our our Republican Party turned their back on us. And we're screwed. And I don't know what to tell you other than that we're screwed. I love this little place here. So, I'm going to try to back up here without getting in a wreck and go see how much that wood is says for sale and I'm pretty much done building but does it mean I won't build something else next month 
So we need to get scrappy. Don't trust on the Republican Party. They will let communists get elected. And they will let Muslim haters get electric, elected. And if we don't fight, we're going to lose our ass. All right, everyone. It's been almost an hour anyway. I love you all. Learn to be a scrapper and a fighter. Enjoy the apocalypse. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.